1: He's Peyton Jones, and this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Peyton Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Are you recording this time? Dude, I recorded last time. (laughs) You don't understand how, like, heartbreaking it is. I found a a program that would do undelete, and I was having it search my SD card, and it found, like, all these old podcasts that I had erased from the SD card. And it's like, do you want to restore these? And I I mean, there's a bunch of files that are unnamed. I'm like, oh, uh, well, maybe this will be the podcast that we just recorded. So I go all the way through the process, and then they're like, oh, it's $50. I'm like, $50, we'll re-record. <laughs> right on. So this is our, our second podcast. I know it are was. It was really good. We talked about Tom Vu. Yeah. My he- free seminar. If people you <laughs> can make a lot of money. Why did we talk about Tom Vu? Because we went off on Tom Vu for like five minutes, and I don't know oh, what led we, to that.
2: I made a statement about, you know, because, you know, you can be cool like me. And then I immediately went to Tom Vu because back in the 80s, he had these like late night web, you know, these infomercials. Like, uh, what were we t- infomercials. Yeah. Gosh, I can't even remember that word, man. You Infomercials that they would only show on late night TV because Tom Vu was like, He was like this Vietnamese guy. He'd be like hanging out on a boat. You want women?
1: You want success? You want fame? You want to be like me?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he'd pull up in a Rolls or something or a Maserati and be like, you're like my car? You want a car like this? Come to my free seminar. You can make a lot of money. And he'd say it like all like one melodical word. Make a lot of money.
1: Make a lot of money. Dude, I got to find some Tom Vu clips, and I'm going to add that to our soundboard. So I can play some Tom Tom Vu. He went to jail. You didn't know that. He went to jail. No, I didn't know that. But that's the other
2: thing, Pete. We could show up on a yacht with a bunch of ninja midgets. (laughs) and You uh, want uh, to be a church
1: planter like me? You want
2: to have lots of church planting success? (laughs) You want poverty? You want to be virtually unknown? Come to my free seminar. (laughs) Tom Vu Vu would be on
1: a yacht with like seven chicks in bikinis And we could have, like, seven really old ladies in long overalls. (laughs) We could have, like, eight church
2: ladies. Remember a church lady? Hmm. I don't know who that was. Was it hmm, Satan? Well,
1: isn't that special?
2: Exactly.
1: No, I don't remember her. Who is she? I don't know. I'm too holy. I never watched Saturday Night Live. So we got to redo the whole podcast that we just did. And it was a great podcast.
2: As you can tell.
1: As you can tell. Because now we're like, eh, you know, we can't live up to how good it was. But um, well, dude, to be honest, it's
2: like the end of a day and I am shattered. I mean, I've, I've been dealing with like all kinds of nasty things like uh, bank accounts and 501c3s. And unfortunately, a very sad uh, phone call I had to make to the dad of one of our um, recent converts who was found dead over the weekend. So well not a very good day man. You know what, dude, suck it up. Oh no you didn't.
0: I have to agree with Pete.
2: Yeah, we need a new
1: sound bite that is the sound of a slap. <laughs> um I don't have that one on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. what what our podcast today? This is this is one of our our Wednesday podcasts we've been doing two a week for a while and uh and Wednesday has been um, usually an interview, and we don't have an interview for this one, but we still want to do a Wednesday podcast because uh, we actually have a webinar that we're going to be putting on. It's a free webinar, and it's on church multiplication, and so uh, we kind of want to do—today's uh, podcast is almost like a a precursor event to the webinar. Um, I'm just going to tell everyone right now um, where to go and what day it is because— uh, you're gonna wanna register for this, and Peyton's gonna um, tell everyone who our our special our special guest or no, special not. you're not okay um no. so you guys aren't gonna find out until the day of the webinar who our special guest is. No um you do want to mark your calendar for July fifteenth at nine a m Pacific Standard Time. So if you're in Kenya, you're ten hours ahead of us. That would mean you're like 7 p.m. So uh, that would be Jonathan Firstinger there in Kenya.
2: You love him now because he said he agrees with you.
0: Yeah, I agree with Pete. Wow.
2: I do. Yeah, but but, but, I but do. notice notice the conflict in his soul. There's still good in him. I can feel it. <laughs>
1: hey, all, all I got to say to that is... <laughs> So um, anyway, Once it's...
2: like it's, you go, forever will it dominate your destiny.
1: It will. It's July 15th, 9 a.m. It, the topic is church multiplication. And um, we're going to do uh, two events, this one and at least one more. We, if we have time, we'll squeeze out another one after that. Um, on the topic of church multiplication to get you ready for this uh, webinar, if you can't make the live webinar. You still want to register because then you'll have access to the replay. Uh, if you don't register, you won't get access to the replay. Uh, but Peyton, tell them um, who's our our guest.
2: Mamma that's a spicy meatball. So our guest is a guy named Dave Ferguson. Some of you have heard of him. Um, he wrote a book called Exponential. He mm-hmm. is uh, partially behind the conferences. He's um, one of the coolest guys I think you'll ever meet if you know Dave or you've ever heard Dave, you just know he's, he's just kind of like, like Paul off Little House or like uh, John Boy off the Waltons. He's just cool. You automatically like him. Well, he's been in ministry for a number of years. He started off in Chicago. He was a university student there, and he and his brother and a couple friends decided they were going to take Chicago for the gospel. And so they carved it up into four sections in their naivete. Uh, and thought, you know, yeah, let's do this. You take that quadrant. I'll take this quadrant and we'll do it. Well, he was sitting down in a cafe with a businessman who, if memory serves me correctly, was not a believer. And this guy said, you know, so what's your plan? Like, what are you going to do? And Dave told him, uh, I'm going to chop up the city. I'm going to do this. And he was a little bit discouraged that day. And uh, the businessman said, Why? Well, I think you can do it. Why don't you think you can do it? And he wrote down something for Dave on the back of a napkin and held it up and said, look, Dave, this is, this is what you would have to do. And that became really the, the kind of, um, I would say the, the, the model, it was very simple. It's very scalable. It's reproducible. And it became the model of reproduction. Dave is I, in my opinion, probably, uh, you know, one of the greatest, uh, Models of a reproducing church that's kind of gone the distance. He's going to share a few things that are going to shock and surprise you uh, on this uh, webinar. That you 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 know, hearing that you might you might not, you're going to learn a lot about Dave on this webinar, um, and, and some of the pitfalls that he fell into, some of the the challenges he had along the way, some of the ways in which he got stuck and needed to get out of of the rut he was in. But uh, Dave's going to share with us all about how he became a reproducing church. And statistics are that if your church plant does not plant another church within six years, the chances of you doing so are very slim. They're actually zero. Um, statistically, you probably will never plant a church. And so from the get-go, from the very early days of your church plant, you need to have wired into your DNA um, the, the ability to be a reproducing church, a church that plants other churches, a viral
1: church, whatever you want to call it. And that's why we've got Dave on. And um, we're going we're gonna to actually go a little bit uh, deeper on this this subject here on this podcast. But before we go any further, um, where you want to go to register for the webinar is you want to go to churchplanterwebinar.com churchplanterwebinar.com, and you can register right there even if you can't make it live you want to register so you can get the replay the replay will only be available to those who register and typically um, what I normally do when I do webinars in the the business world is I'll usually only make a webinar available for 72 hours uh, the replay line and um, you know there's bandwidth reasons for that and there's also uh, just uh, you can tell who's going to take it seriously people are going to take it seriously or the ones are going to show up for the webinar or if they can't make it because, you know, it's just the way it is in life. um, They make it a point to uh, to to go to the replay and it is going to be a three hour webinar and we are going to be taking a break. So it's not going to be three straight hours, but we are going to be taking a break um, in the in the middle of it. So that way there's a there's a little bit of a, a cushion there, if you will. There's but, going to be a video playing of Pete doing the cabbage patch during that break. <laughs> I'm going to do the running man. I can actually oh, do it live do. on this, this webinar. Oh, that would be so great. That would be hot, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, uh, but it is- part of the reason for that is, like, take a look at uh, Refuge Long Beach. And um, right now, we're, we're planting out. I mean, we're planting out San Pedro. I don't think we can count Stanton as an offshoot of, of Refuge Long Beach. Cause no, uh,
2: Stanton is a is a collaboration. Although um, we may be shuffling um, at least one of our guys over that way, um, you know. To uh, I mean, it, it's kind of me as the catalyst for that. I was the guy that, that got it started, but we haven't really. But you're not uh, even
1: really part of Refuge Long Beach. I mean, yeah. Was the last time I you mean, were there a couple months ago? Come on.
2: Yeah, we're working with a couple different networks just to see some activity started in Stanton. I mean, I, you know, we mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast that we had seen demonic activity just our first day there. Um, you know, the, the, the enemy just does not want uh, anybody going in there. It's, it's a place known for prostitution and strip malls. And I mean... uh uh, not strip
1: malls. Yeah, that's evil. You strip malls strip are evil. Mall.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, they're horrible. They're fasting for this one. <laughs> no, no, we drive see, through uh, sta- yeah. know,
1: all the time on our way to Disneyland, and I'm always like, hey, honey, you want to go to the Kitty Cat? You want to go to the Gentleman's Club? Come on, right yeah. there, 007. Come on, baby. Yeah, strip
2: clubs, prostitution, cheap, sleazy motels. I mean, it's it's all there. And, uh, just why, you know, while we were out there that, you know, there's this chick that comes out, you know, and she stands out there across the street every day. And, um, she, you know, she, uh, one of the guys are like, yeah, you know, and one of the guys goes, yeah, she, she stands out there every day and sure enough, boom, out she walks, you know? So, um, it she it's was a
1: prostitute. She, is that what your point
2: was? Yeah. 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 Or I she mean, just
1: stands not. on the corner and you're pointing her out. Hey, she stands on the corner. <laughs>
2: No, it's uh, it's it's a nasty area. I mean, you know, and they, this is the frontline church planning that we do. And you know, case in point, um, you know, some of the, the the stuff that we're doing right now is literally like uh, Sunday. Um, I would not aware of this, but a guy turned up because uh, his favorite prostitute has been coming to our church and uh, has been changing, and so he came. To actually, hit the first words he said are, I want to kill this Chris guy. Where is he? Oh, and, get uh, out of Chris, town. No, I swear to you. And uh, Chris was, was traveling. He, he runs through the word. And so he was on the road. And uh, so uh, DJ, who you know runs our sound, he's kind of a tough guy. I mean, you don't really know that about him. but he's, Well, you he's
1: can look at DJ and figure he's a tough guy. He yeah. looks like a tough guy. So, so DJ He looks like gentle a gentle giant, but he looks like a giant nonetheless. You know what I'm saying?
2: Exactly. Well, DJ DJ was supposed to be um, doing something else, uh, running sound, and uh, turns out he comes back out of the conversation and says, yeah, you know, I just talked to him because he was, you know, he he wanted a piece of Chris, but uh, I told him Chris will talk to you, and, and and Eric, who was running sound, said, well, really? You, you let him talk to, to Chris? And he goes, yeah, only if I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea so, did the guy stay for church or is it know, like he I just wanted know. to go beat up the chris and that was it i was telling him i was telling him you know i i mentioned earlier that we found one of our dudes dead um it, this this goes back this is all connected to a reproducing church you could go to literally every single street corner i was just telling him the story about the guy that was found dead and it's a heartbreaker man because This guy literally was a suicidal heroin addict, and for almost a year now, he's been clean since we've been been doing this outreach in the park. Basically, we started off in a park. We uh, uh, did open-air church, and then we moved into a school, Continue to do open-air ministry for the most part, but um, we decided to go back to uh, where we were in the park once a month because we knew we weren't done there, and we will, in fact, plant another church there but um again it's a viral church setup um, reproducing but the reality is that uh we met this dude just on our first barbecue in the park and you know he was the only guy come to faith um at that time but he absolutely changed huge but change addiction, yeah huge. i mean addiction can really come back and and bite you in the behind and and he lost the battle he got a job his his boss was a meth head and just one thing led to another, and and he started slipping. And we we were set to baptize him, and he didn't show, and I knew then. And under God's sovereignty, uh, I bumped into him 10 days ago. And I just said to him, hey, man, you know, he was telling his boss, this is my pastor. He was really excited, and um, it, was just, it was just sad, man. So, you know, I was kind of busted up over that. But again, you know, one of the things we were talking about on the other podcast is, you know what I constantly tell people is: look, you know, this is people's last stop before hell. That's where we're at. CT Stud said, "Some want to run a church within the sound of steeple bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell." And and that's what Refuge Long Beach is.
1: Um, you know, uh, well, I'll and that's Matthews. the reason that multiplication is so important. Like, well, that's it. There is a huge hurting world out there that yeah. needs to hear the gospel. They need to hear about Jesus. They need to hear that there is another way. And frankly, you know, if we don't go do it, who will? I mean, God doesn't need us. We've talked about that before. God can still reach people and will reach people, but who we want to become is is you know, uh, as Paul said, you know, I'm a bond servant. Of Christ. I'm a bond servant yeah. of Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to become. And, and church multiplication, to me, the way I kind of look at that is the the type of church that Refuge Long Beach is, and certainly we're not the only one, obviously, we're not the only one that's like that. But there needs to be more. And it needs to be built into the DNA of the church, like we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, It needs to be built in so that way people will um, expand and reach more of these neglected areas, these areas that no one really wants to go to. I mean, where we're at, it's still the U.S., right? So there's poverty, but it's not like third world poverty. Um,
2: well, that that's it, man. Is like, you know, where we're at right now, I, I don't see churches anymore as a means to an end. I think when you're starting off in church planning, you think, I'm going to go plan a church. And you get a logo and you get a tax ID number and you get a bank account. Just Paul, that wasn't even on his radar. For him, it was about people. And so when I go into a place now, it's not about the church I'm planting, it's about the people I'm training. And so I have this, this plan of the people that I'm planting with right now are the guys I'm sending out to plant in the next couple blocks over tomorrow. And 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 how do you get that kind of forward movement going? That's what the webinar is about. What you don't want to be that statistic. You don't want to be that church plant that became a, a, a dead end. And so therefore there's people still just going to hell all around your church. But but you know if you plant on this square city block and the next square city block and then there is more than enough lost people. To reach and if you continue to do that, what it does with your church when you plan out like that, um, it it brings you back to the freshness of a church plan. When you cut people off and send them back out, brings you back to that desperation, brings you back to living on the edge. It keeps your evangelistic focus. Um, It 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 causes you to keep making disciples and keep training and raising people up, and um, it, it, it there's just this forward movement that gets lost in most churches after they've been planted for a few years. And so what we're talking about multiplication, we're, we're talking about something that many guys, when they're planning it, this is kind of like church planning, like 201, 301. Most guys are just thinking 101, but what if there was a way to hardwire your church with this dynamic from day one? So like I get a lot of coaching calls and, and most of the time it's coaching calls like this. Hey, we're gonna plant again. But how do we broach that? Well, what I would like people to get out of this webinar is that they never have to call me with that question. That they can, they can literally tune in and and they know from the beginning that from day one, they know exactly what they're doing. One of our guys, um, he's a businessman, and he would he 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 knows what he's doing about a lot of things in life. And so when he came along, this was all new to him, but he's he kind of lives on the edge and he he goes. At one point, he took me aside and he goes, you've got a lot going on in your head. He goes, I can tell, but you're not sharing it with us. And I said, I am. I'm, I'm so in the vision all the time. When I'm telling you I'm not going to be here, when I'm raising people up and throwing them in the deep end, all these things, you're seeing it and you're hearing it. You just don't get it because you've never actually seen it in practice. But yes, I have a plan. And right now, Pete, We are just beginning to come in with planning San Pedro, Stanton. Um, We'll be going back to Bixby Park as a church plant. Um, All these things, we're seeing the reproduction in action. But that's taken two years of investment, but it's been since day one. We've never hit a crisis. Our people have known from day one that this is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting to me because um, take a look at the San Pedro church plant that's um, Really being headed up right now by Ruben. You know, Ruben is, is, uh, is he an elder or a deacon? He's a deacon right now. We're going to bring him up to eldership soon. And, um, it, and we were talking about him the last time we recorded this podcast because Ruben to me is like one of the coolest guys. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I never knew him before this church. Right. So it's like I don't have any of the preconceived notions of what he used to be like. But, you know, he was just preaching on Sunday, and Reuben to me is—I mean, I really wonder what people think when they come to our church because you're—you're you're a total white boy, Chris Langham, a total white boy. Me, oh, I'm, I play that funky music. I am whiter than the two of you, but you're whiter than two
2: white people put together.
1: But other than that, I mean, you two are like the whitest people ever. And it's like, we're not in a white community by any means. So I love it when we have Ruben preach because Ruben is Mexican and he fits the community. And, um, watch him find out. Oh, I'm not from Mexico. I'm from El Salvador. I don't know. Right. It's I'm a, I'm a white boy, whatever. Um, but when you hear him preach, man, and he's gotten so much better too. Like it, this last Sunday, he was really good, by the way. Um, it used to be he would start out really rough because he was so nervous to be preaching. And like halfway through, it was just like the passion caught up and he couldn't contain it anymore. And he would just be on fire. Uh, this time, Sunday, I really felt like he started out that way and it just kept going the whole time. Mm. And, um, but you know, we talked about it, last time we recorded the podcast, his brother, uh, you know, whom he loved, he came uh, uh, to faith. Was it in our church plan itself that he came to oh, faith?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, yeah.
1: And was killed. Um, yeah. And uh, how long was he saved? For like a year or something before he died?
2: For yeah. a year, yeah. We baptized him, and then he immediately went to rehab and uh, was like, I need to get clean. And uh, so he stayed in a rehab, walked with the Lord, got out, ended up at the wrong place at the wrong time, I think, at one of our early podcasts dating from a year ago. Uh, We talked inner city church plant because these are not um, white people problems. You know, these are these are problems that you get when you're planting in the inner city. When you know, what do you do when the dude, you know, that you've just led to faith and been baptized, he gets shot to death. And you've got family members that have come out of gangs and what have you. And they want vengeance. I mean, you know, and it's against a cop, you know. And uh, I mean, you should have seen this guy's funeral, man. It was like it was it was gang. Was Was it really? Big time. Oh yeah. Wow.
1: Definitely. But I mean, you know, the reality is if it wasn't for a church like Refuge Long Beach, you know, willing to to be out there in the middle of the inner city, um who knows if Eric would have been saved. But well, that's it. But I mean, and you've said it before and we said it already on this podcast. This could be some people's last stop before hell. Yeah. And And, um, you know, the other guy who just passed away the other day, I mean, he's a great example, man. That guy came to faith and it was obvious that God got a hold of him. I mean, obvious because Jamie and I used to talk about this. You'd see him um, singing and just worshiping God, like from the heart, worshiping God. And to me, it's always funny when I see someone like that who's, you know, tatted up. And, and it's like, we talked about this before, not yuppie tats, not yuppie tats, tats, not Orange County yuppie tats, real tats. Yeah. The real tats, you know, the prison tat, the, you know, the, I had this since I was 16 years old kind of tat, you know, and, and it, but just praising God. And, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody's heart wasn't broken. Who, who heard that, that he just passed away and and like you said i mean you know the the addiction is a tough thing to kick and he OD'd and um and that happened but the reality is he's today with god and we're going to one day see him again and be able to hang with him again and it's like that that's kind of what you go through in long beach but but there is so much that is that still needs to be reached so many areas even within long beach there's so many church plants right now going on in long beach and it wouldn't matter. Like you could have one on every corner, just like you said, on every block, literally, and you'd be reaching unreached people who'd never heard it yeah. before.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what we're talking about is literally. You know, Paul brings that out, Deni, where he says, you know, how will they uh, hear unless someone preaches? You know, we can we can hide behind our theological platitudes and say, oh, we're God's sovereign, you know, uh, blah blah blah, but. The reality is, I mean, you know, if I don't stretch my hand out and say, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, that guy's probably going to sit on his mat for the rest of his life. If I don't say, in the name of Jesus, come out of that person, that person's probably not going to be set free from demonic power. If I don't preach the gospel, that person's probably not going to get saved. And I know that, you know, we believe in God's sovereignty, and yet Paul doesn't argue solely from the sovereignty of god he tailors it at the end saying that's why you need to get out there he actually uses god's sovereignty as kind of the catalyst to launch into human responsibility and so you have a responsibility as a church the reason i feel that the the great commission is ignored by the average uh, pew sitter is because they're not seeing it modeled. They're watching churches be self-absorbed and self-indulgent, and they are merely following suit. But what if churches began to live out multiplication? I've, I've recently said, and, and I didn't get this controversial first time I recorded this, but I've recently started just, just slightly kind of threatening that, look, I might start taking uh, the tithe money, um, out of your donors, um, big churches, I, I might start gunning for that because if you're not going to use that money to plant more churches, I will. And it, perhaps it's time that that's where bigger churches get hit because um, that's that's hitting where it hurts is the pocketbook. And so that there would be accountability so that they would start planting and pouring money into church planting. No, I'm not going to do that. But you know, and you've got like no medium with which to do it. But whatever, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Hey, you know what? The the reality is that uh, at least with my little crowd, with my supporters, they're all going to different churches. I want them to start thinking: Why aren't we planting churches? Why aren't? Why isn't our church spreading the gospel beyond itself? And that's exactly what we're talking about. Your church plant will inadvertently send the wrong message to the people that have come along with you oh the church is a means to an end no the church is just a stepping stone to the great commission you'll raise some up and send them out you'll raise other that church will raise some up and so it's what's called exponential growth as opposed to additive growth and that's what i'm talking about multiplication going faster further and we can't wait to have david ferguson so tune in with us on the 15th of july and we will see you then. If you have any questions about multiplication, any challenges, uh, any confusion, any practical things you want answered, Pete and I love to get your questions. I mean, one of the cool things about coaching is we're always getting real life examples. And I would say Pete and I come alive uh, more, more than anywhere else. We come alive answering real life examples. And so if you have anything before July 15th and you want to hit us with those, then please do, you know, uh, call in. Pete will give you the number, and uh, you can email me, uh, Peyton at com, and you can, uh, uh, yeah, you can
1: uh, call the number, and here's Pete. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Peyton. <laughs> like, that, that was very official, wasn't it? <laughs> if you, too, would like to leave a question for the church plant. No, but in all frankness, if you do have a specific question about church multiplication that you want us to address Uh, with Dave Ferguson on the webinar, uh, Peyton and myself, whatever, give us a call, 562-553-0004. Leave us your question. And um, if we don't answer it before, we will answer it on. If we don't answer it on, we will answer it after. So we'll definitely get that handled. Or you can send Peyton an email to peyton at churchplantermag.com, peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at churchplantermag.com. And again, to register for the webinar, you're gonna to go to churchplanterwebinar.com. That's where you register.
2: Hey man, we don't fall for no banana and tailpipe. We need that one. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. P-E-Y. Thank you, Pete, for what pointing I, that out. Did I spell it wrong? No, you said it right. I was just saying I wouldn't have thought of that. Thanks for spelling it out, man. We've got no old food. English, my we my good
0: no jobs. Our pets,
2: hector are falling off! I love that line. Cool. Pandemonium. Cool. So, so we'll see you guys on the 15th and uh, be sure to tune in and uh, sign up and register
1: and we'll see you guys in. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast